Welcome to Rap In Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Welcome to another episode of Rap In Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Torian V. Today, I'm very excited, because we're getting into an album that I played into the ground this past year. Um... This guy has been around for the better part of over 10 years, and I feel like he's just kind of getting the recognition that he that he needed all this time. Right. But it's been, like, slow and steady, so it's really cool to see where he's at now and where he's going. Um, I'm talking about Bodie James. Uh, he's from Detroit, Michigan. He's been out here for about... First time I heard Bodie was probably 2011, 2010, maybe 2009, I don't know, but it was on a Big Sean project. Um, Finally Famous, I think, Volume 3 on the track called Fat Raps. He was on there with uh, with Asher Roth. And um, and Bodie always stood out to me because he has this really monotone voice when he raps. Mm-hmm. And it can kind of throw you off when he's rapping because, like, you can kind of get... I know for the from the beginning, I was kind of... Like, he reminds me of some of the people that I was around back, like, growing up. Because when he speaks, it's very, like, super monotone and chill and just, like... You can kind of just, if you're not paying attention, you can miss a lot of what he's saying because he's uh, so, yeah, he's I, just so I, lax. I 100% and agree with that. Yeah, he's so lax and so chill, even with his flow. And I think when he speaks, if you watch some of his interviews, but he's in this pocket right now that's really dope with, um, with Alchemist. Um, and over the past, during the pandemic and a little bit before, altogether, I think he, I want to say he released like six projects. So you had, uh, Bo Jackson that came a little bit later in 2021, in um, August, I think. And then you got the Versace tape that he let Jay Versace, who was like this internet phenomenon. Right, he's a comedian. Yeah, but like he got really serious about doing production on records all of a sudden, right? And mm-hmm. he fucking bodied this project with him. Um, but then you got the Price of Tea in China that showed you the range that he has with Alchemist because they worked before, like years before. And then you got Real Bad Boldy, Super Tecmo Bow, Mangrel McNichols, which was available um, exclusively on Bandcamp at first before they moved it into streaming. Um, so Boldy's like just been working, man. But everybody always comes back to Bo Jackson because the chemistry that him and Alchemist have on this project is incredible. Um, what did you think of it? All right. So like Reg said, he, like Reg championed certain artists and... Sometimes I'm, like, reluctant because, like, I feel like, you know, like, Reg is trying to, like, force shit on me. And then what happens is is we have this podcast where we have to listen to albums and Reg will make a suggestion. And then I wind up thanking Reg and saying, yo, Reg, that was a really good project. So I listened to this 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 project and I was, like, blown away. I was like, yo, this is great. Like, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. And so what I did was I went and listened to other projects. So I went listened to the Versace tape. And I listened to The Price of Tea in China again. So I listened to The Price of Tea in China before, right? But I did not enjoy that project. Um, like Red said, he has a very monotone voice. And I think him and Alchemist were feeling each other out. And then on this one, on Bo Jackson, I feel like Alchemist was like, yo, you got to get out of your comfort zone. 
and really shook things up. And I was just really like impressed. Like and and with the features on the project. Mm-hmm. The features on the project were impressive as well. So I just felt like, yo, like, okay, I get what Bowley Bowley's doing because I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh, like, he's a coke rapper. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he mm-hmm. but like he's kinda it's you wanna know what's funny? To me, like it's kinda like the Jay Z line where it's like you know what I'm saying? Like y'all like I recall, y'all record. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of like what he's doing is like telling stories of like things that actually happened to him. Yeah. Like there's even a song on here where like he recalls like, you know, his man got got like the cops broke into his crib oh, and shit like that. Legal, yeah. yeah. So I'm listening to it and I'm just like, okay, like a lot of like I could tell like a lot of the rappers that like influence him or like he listens to are rappers that I really thoroughly enjoy. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that like I have the issue with is that like his voice at times and it's not his fault. Like, I mean, it's just how he talks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's, it's, it gets, I don't want to use the word boring, but it gets kind of repetitive mm-hmm. with the way his voice sounds. But it makes it easier to understand every single word he says. Yeah. So the picture that's being painted, like if you're about lyrics and bars and shit like that, like you go back and then you can just really hear what he had to say. And yeah. like, that's what is probably the most impressive thing. And like mm-hmm. I said, um, is is just something that that just helps and what he does also right and this was something I was told like a very long time ago by my one of my cousins who like works in the music industry when you're an artist and like you can tell stories and people can go back mm-hmm. to those stories like it's actually like more endearing to you because it, it, it makes it like oh like he's real like yeah. this, this ain't no bullshit like you and know it's what I'm always saying something to unpack with, yeah. with these stories with especially with somebody that has a voice like this because you'll dip in and out mm-hmm. and it won't capture your attention from the jump sometimes. Um, also, sidebar, he has some of the best merch that like you can get in the music game and I'm big like I mean I, you guys watch us you guys know I'm, I'm huge on merch I love I love tortillas and everything like he blacks I think that maybe uh, I like I, I say Freddie Gibbs has pretty good tour merch yeah um he has excellent tour merch Bronson has good tour merch I'm trying to think of some other people um Erica Badu has some tour merch that I have that's coming in the mail now mm-hmm. um and then um Yes, obviously Cuddy, and then obviously Kanye West, but like his his tour merch is a whole nother different. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. Like he he's that nigga's in the gap. But. I think that all comes back to um to Alchemist though. Like all those artists that you name, like though the 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 really like great merch that they have is linked to Alchemist, and um he has like ALC records is what, like his tag for everything. So I think he has a hand in all the merch that gets made. Yo, it's artists. it's amazing, bro. Like yeah. I think it's dope. Oh, and Tyler Creator has pretty good merch as well. Oh yeah, Tyler had Tyler. We'll get into that, but um, but yeah, I think I think with uh with Boldy, a lot of what you said like rings true, and I think you know with the voice thing, I think that's another reason why him and Alchemist have such great chemistry because. Alk has this thing, this knack for like bringing this out of artists and kind of like putting their voice on the forefront, like kind of like the chemistry that he had with Prodigy, because Prodigy's voice was really monotone too. But and then um, at the same time with that, like Prodigy would be saying some really chilling shit mm-hmm. over it, and um, he kind of just you can it can kind of get glossed over if you're not really listening. And I think it's the same thing for Boldy, like not to compare them like on talent wise, but I think they have that. I never, I like, I didn't get a chance because it was just obviously. Now I'm like enthused about it. When we did the tea in China 
I really wasn't that enthusiastic about him. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like enthusiastic. And I think like I think it's just like the what the, whatever he he chose to do on this project really, really sold me, right? And on top of that, there's a quote that he has where he says, uh um, he says, I let the I let the beat tell me what to do. I got enough game and life experiences to fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. And that's like some whole shit because yeah. pretty much it's just like, you know, some some artists like they just like, you know, it's like that little Wayne clip, like, what's my motivation? Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? What's the topic? Right. Uh I need I need everything to be right. Like, you know, right. where the girls right. at, where the weed at? Like, nah, motherfucker, just get in there and fucking yeah. rap. Yeah. Like, and I think that for him, like he has like all this experience. So like he like, oh, this remind me of this. Like, yeah. oh, I could tell this story. Like, and like, it's just like, like this remind me of when whatever, whatever. Like Boldy, when I think of Boldy when he's rapping, he just remind me of one of those uh one of those old school dudes that like you would sit on a porch with all day and just like get free game from. Absolutely. Like and he and mind you, he's not even that old. Boldy, I think, is not even forty yet. Maybe he's probably like thirty nine. Right. But like he has like this real OG feel to him where, like, you could just sit on a porch with him and he'll just, like, give you advice on some OG shit without even looking at you. Like, cleaning right. his nails and shit. Yeah, just yeah. he's you, very... Like... Yeah, he's like, very much... Yeah, he's there, very you know? much outside. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that. And then also, um, you can tell, like, he doesn't... Like, he just wants to do his thing. Like, he doesn't... He's not... He's a he's a pretty like I don't know if it's shy or if he's like reclusive but like he's not much for like the limelight. Yeah. He does his thing. He does his shows and shit like that. Like you know, um, um, you know, I I do the covers and like I'm like looking for pictures of him and I'm like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like his projects don't have pictures of him on it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he he chooses things that like look like pieces of art, which I think is dope. Yeah. But like you could tell like he's not very much into that. Like so I'm pretty sure that comes from his mentality of being in the streets, where like kind of being a little bit mysterious mm-hmm. and everything. So I think that's pretty cool. And I'm pretty sure it's pretty hard to get him in. For a photo shoot or somebody, him just oh, stand yeah. still and do that. Definitely works in his favor. Um, we can get into the project. The um, the project kicks off with double hockey sticks, um, which the production on this is incredible. Like yes. there's this there's this second half flip in this song. I'm gonna talk about that. Yes. Yeah, the second half flip in this song is immaculate. Like I and I think it kind of rings true to what you said about Baldy, where um. He just kind of hears the beat and like he knows what to do with it from there, mm-hmm. or like figures out what to do from there. Because he switches up his flow like a little bit mm-hmm. on this. I was very scared when I first heard it because I was like, "Damn, this another like the price of tea in China." Yeah, and nah, then the beat switch came and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. okay." Yeah. Like, and I was at work like when I the first time I listened to this, so like I'm at the desk and everybody like one of my tenants walked past and was like, "Everything all right?" I was like, "Yeah, sorry, I had an earpiece and they didn't they couldn't even tell." <laughs> But yeah, um, I just like that. It, that was dope. And then also, um, I like the fact that like he used the bold nose campaign in like in, intertwined in the album. Yeah. So that was brilliant to me because at first when you look at the cover, you can't really tell. But then when you look at it, it's just chopped up like baseball cards. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh shit! The like vi- this the vinyl is- for this project is beautiful. I looked oh it. I, I looked it up already. Yeah. Uh, I found one for a hundred bucks. I, I bid on it on eBay. Yeah, it's fucking. I'm hoping. Beautiful. I'm hoping that no bastard comes in and takes it away from me. Hey, I hope. I hope you get that because that shit is immaculate. Um, he has this line on here that I fucking that I love, and he actually ends it off with it. He said, uh, 
my bitch scored and had a game changer. I made her transport to work and her Keisha, Keisha Kior waist trainer. Yes. Say she gonna leave me and I can't blame her because I was cutting up my side bitch raw with the same razor. Like, that shit is just... Because every line... Like, with Coke rappers, what's different about Boldy is that, like, I feel like even, like, with Pusha T or, like, with Gibbs, like, they have different bars to fluff out the Coke raps. Mm-hmm. They have different bars in between, but Boldy is, like, all Coke rap. <laughs> like, all of it. Nah, like, it's, it's... streamlined, and it's just all that. Right, and it's funny because I'm listening to this project, and then, like, I... I think you guys also know, like, Pusha T is, like, everything to me. So, it, listening to this, I'm just like, oh, this is why Reds be, like, going against the God. <laughs> this is why Reds be, like, trying to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, say Pusha ain't, ain't it. Because, you know, for me, like, it's just, like, I, I kind of, like, just, like, put myself in a wormhole and, like, just told myself, like, no, nobody's touching Pusha. But, like, with Bowley, like... The way he comes back to his metaphors and his raps, like he'll he'll start it off like the first bar, right? And then like he'll rap about something else. And then on the on the next following bar, like you're like, oh shit, he connected it. And it's just like one of those things that's very, very, like very dope and intricate and like very intelligent. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see his like writing process. Cause I always think about that. Like, you know how some people are like, oh, like writers don't write or like they don't set things up. But it's like you have to. Because you gotta think ahead what you're gonna say and yeah. like how you're gonna bring things back, right? Yeah. As a rapper. So like you it, like this not even a freak like you know it's not freestyle like this is like very well thought out rapping yeah so i think that that was impressive too um so that that takes us into turpentine mm-hmm. um this instrumental is madness yes it is it's very it's very uh it's so chilling like it like a lot of a lot of alks i wonder if he just gave him a beat pack or if they actually just sat down and was like yo nah i don't think he gave him a beat pack i think like from what i am gathering because of all the artists that like out produces for I think he sits down and like has relationships with like each and every single one of them mm-hmm. and is able to like craft something for them. And especially like if he knows them. I think that like him and Bronson make good such good music because they spend so much time together. Yeah, and they're actually real friends. Right. And then like and then him and Gibbs as well, what they were able to do, right? So I think with with Boldly, like he was able to Sit down with him on that one project and like was like, yo, we gotta we gotta run it back mm-hmm. because I got some ideas, I have thoughts, and I think that he was able to really really get something out of him, and I hope that like Alchemist like gets like the flowers, like I like I know that we say that right, and like Alk is like a pretty much quiet person. I don't know what his voice sounds like like I, even when I watch fucks that fuck that's delicious. Like I don't think he talked that much with with Bronson, mm-hmm. but I just think that like how well of a producer he is and like even Havoc like gives him praise like you know what I'm saying like and for how long Alk has been around like, yeah. he's had so many lives in hip hop like he's lived so many different eras right like exactly his his uh, best friend is uh, his, I think he's like his <sighs> relative or his best friend but it's James Khan's son Sean Khan no mm-hmm. is it Sean Khan no not Sean Khan um, oh, yeah 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 okay I know the, the, Scott Scott Khan, Scott Khan. I think. And, they had like a rap group together when they were younger. Yeah, I just and know him. I just know him from Entourage. He was in Entourage, and he was in um, Ocean's uh, 11, 12, and thirteen. Ah, that's right. Okay. And he was in Hawaii Five O. Yeah. And his dad is James Conn, yeah. Son- Sonny Corleone, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really dope. Yeah. Um. So that takes us into Brick Mountain, Montana. Brick Mountain, Montana features Benny, and um, and I think this is like a match made in heaven. The butcher coming, nigga. This is like this is such a great 
um, this is such a great collab, and they both play around with their flows on this. Yeah, I think that this was like a match made in heaven, and this is one of those those collaborations where like you. I think that Benny knew he had to like bring it. Like Benny always brings his A game, but Benny knew he had to like really step it up if he was gonna give a verse on this project. Yeah. And then especially because like wasn't this the project, like right after this project is when he signed the deal with Griselda? I believe so. So I think that like Benny, like it was kind of just like like I right, new motherfucker, like let's see what's up. Yeah, 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 yeah. They you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like testing testing each other out, like yeah. going back and forth in the booth. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, nah, this was amazing. And yeah. then it leads into uh, EPMD. Mm-hmm. I like how he used the play on that. Um, everybody plotting my demise is how he used it, yeah. um, how he broke it down. Big on Paranoia. Um, the beat, obviously, is amazing. He goes off on this for about, I don't know, like under four minutes, but it's great. What you think? Um, yeah, like I said, this is like in reference back to the y'all record, I recall. And I really think that he can, he could probably do this. He could probably just record projects in his sleep because it's not hard for him to like be inspired mm-hmm. because he has so much experience of things just happening outside. Just so many, yeah, so many stories. Like just, I, I wonder how long he can go with this approach because it's like, yo, like when do you hit a wall? Well, think about it like this, right? Like he don't even have to tell his own stories. Mm-hmm. He could tell That's other true. stories because it's just like, yo, Waiting for, like, you and Rob to come today. Like, I went outside and walked JR. And, like, I heard, like, three stories about, like, one was about this this kid that we grew up that got robbed. Another one was about this dude who, like, is beefing with another dude because they sleep with the same girl. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's they're, 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 like, in the same, like, faction. Mm-hmm. But it's the girl is fucking shit up. It's, she's basically fucking up the money. Then I heard, like, another situation about this dude, like, that we've known that was always broke and he's coming up now. Mm-hmm. These are three different stories, ladies and gentlemen. And if I was a rapper, I would be fucking killing it. That those are great. I actually, you should actually write those. <laughs> <laughs> That's fire. That's like three episodes of something. Well, the next one is Still Wall. Right? Yeah, Still Wall is the next one. And um, man, what yeah. a chorus! What a beat! Um, I think the chorus what stood out. He said, "These niggas ain't cut from my cloth because I'm still wool." Mm-hmm. Like. What? That's a bar, and that that's the chorus, right? Yeah. And I'm telling you, Alchemist got something out of this man where, like, I wish that, I wish that, like, obviously it's cool when rappers work with other producers, but I wish that it would go back to that when rappers just work with one producer. I think we're getting back to that. You know, you know what's funny? I don't know who I was talking to about that. I feel like that was a conversation recently. Um, I think Hove re like made that re-emerge because um when four 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 came out he only worked with no ID. ID. I think after that if you look at the pattern a lot of people got in that bag. I don't know if it was intentional or yeah. if it was just a matter and Kanye of, did that with those seven albums. Yeah. Some of it was great, some of it was terrible. Yeah. But, you know. So I think after that happened, we kind of saw that happen and a majority shit was with Alchemist. Yeah. Um, Alchemist. Alchemist, Madlib. Mad, you don't forget Madlib. Um, what the great work that he did with oh, yeah. MF Doom. Oh yeah, Bandana and yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, everything. And so Freddy, like, yeah. we're kind of getting back into that fold. It's a lot last, easier. It's less chaos. Like the yeah. like the there's deadlines that need to, that that have to be met, and like it just works out better that way. Yeah, the last project that I remember, um, that I remember getting everybody on board, despite the fact that they use multiple producers, was. Um, Probably Good Kid, Mad City. Like he had everybody on there, but it was a seamless story. 
Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's, I love that. And I appreciate that mm-hmm. from artists when they do that, because at me as a listener, it helps me get, get through the project yeah. in a, and you know, a more cohesive way. Sometimes when artists, like they just put a bunch of beats together and shit like that. And like, there's no cohesive project or maybe it only like, they only, only they understand it because they recorded it. Mm-hmm. I think that's selfish. And I yeah. think that's really fucked up. And I hate that. And I think it kind of builds off of, um, it's kind of a hype train at the end of the day because they're like, oh, I work with the Neptunes. I work with No ID. I worked with Metro and they're all on this project. So it's, it's like these are all supposed to get people excited. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited from just hearing the seamless fucking project. Like yeah, this. man. I y'all agree. are all on the same page. You know what the goal is. And chances are y'all were in the same room. It's only two of y'all. Right. I, I would love a project where... Uh... I would love a project where a group of rappers just rap out their favorite cereals, like an East track is named after their favorite cereal. I mean, yeah, we can. We're not far from that, honestly. I feel like <laughs> I feel like that could happen. I feel like I know that Who sounds do you think stupid. We'll do it? Uh, Kendrick. Nah, Kendrick, Kendrick won't do it. He would do it, bro. He's too. He's too far removed from just having fun with rap. Okay, Lil B. Where is Lil B? If you could find that nigga, maybe right. Maybe. He wasn't even at the. He wasn't even at none of the games for the fucking for the for the Warriors this year. Yeah, don't put no curse on me. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't put man. no curse on me. Shout Lil out B. to Base God. Um, I really got to think about that. Um, as far as like rap, like artists that would like rap about their favorite cereals. Well, you want to know what would be funny? I I know like this like people might be surprised. I guarantee you, Ghostface Killer would have a track on. Oh yeah, Ghostface would do it. Yeah, rap about like his favorite cereal and maybe just don't go Oh yeah, absolutely. Even though she's getting herself up out of here. Yeah, yeah. Um, funny enough, Doja Cat. Um, speaking of Doja, she has a project with Alchemist that she was working on. I can't he wait. tweeted it. I don't think he was supposed to. He deleted it. He was like, "Yo, wait till y'all hear what we have or whatever," because he right. was just answering people's questions. And he name checked her as being one of the best rappers right now. And he yeah. was like, "Yo, wait till y'all hear." We're gonna get it. Then I went and I looked and it wasn't there. And I was like, all right, he probably wasn't supposed to say that. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, moving right along. Photographic Memories features Earl Sweatshirt and your boy. Rock, Rock Marciano. Yeah, Rock Marcy. Marcy. Um, King of the Oven, man. No, we run this shit. Uh, it's, it's a lead off line. So it's <laughs> dope. Um, song puts you in a daze. Like, uh, and I haven't heard Earl sound like this in a really long time. Yeah, I think it's funny because I say that Earl Sweatshirt has like ADHD rap. Mm-hmm. Whereas like he like he it kind of like he just like kind of like rambles off like he like goes off to a game, but like you I think like everyone know it was uniform like you coming in here like it's a set thing that we we talking about when we doing this yeah so I think it was a lot easier and like obviously Rock Marciano like is Rock Marciano like yeah he's 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 that boy and and it's something about these guys that have these really monotone voices that um that. I don't know, man. Alchemist was really drawn to these type of these type of people. Yeah, I mean, Prodigy, Prodigy kind of set all things off for him. Yeah, I think like he just run around with that. Yeah, because his production really like really sets the tone for their voices. So, um, and it puts more emphasis on his production too. Mm-hmm. So it sounds great. Um, so, photographic memories is followed up by Speed Trap. Speed Trap, I feel like it's kind of just the fluff that leads into Diamond Dallas. Right. So I have a thing. So, so with Speed Trap, obviously, it, like if you're a driver, you know that's what 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 that about what that is about is like uh on the highway when you're driving, there are police that are stationed in a certain area and they know that people tend to speed there because cops are usually not there or it's just like a straight lane where you can like go up to like ninety, a hundred if you're a yeah. speed guy. So. 
him using that and then like it being like the metaphor of like getting caught up, I thought it was really dope. So I know it's like it, it it does feel like a transition song, but like I really like I'm really impressed mm-hmm. by this nigga. Yeah. Like it's it's just I, I just the way his brain works and um I love it. Like I, I really appreciate what he what he has going. Super yeah, super intentional, man. Even all the placements of these tracks is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um Diamond Dallas follows, follows it up with Stove God Cooks, another really good coke rapper. Yo, we got cheated. What do you mean? He only fucking did the hook. Yeah, yeah. But the hook is amazing. It is. It's great. But it's like, it's yo, the fuck? Gold. Um, I think Stove God is great, and he knows Melody really well. And I read somewhere that um, Tyler wants him to sing. He mm. wants him to sing more. Mm-hmm. I think he wants to do like a collab project in some way, shape, mm-hmm. form with him. Um, which I think will be fucking amazing. Yes. Um, I think Tyler, Tyler's just getting his bag right now as a producer. He wants to be respected more in that aspect. It's only going to take about a year or so for that to happen. Absolutely. If he really just focus on that shit. Right. Um, but yeah, Diamond Dallas is another standout on here. Um, and I think Stove God could really be dope with Melody. And his next project is going to be the one for him. Because Reasonable Drought was incredible. And people still talk about it. Right. Um. Flight risk. What you think? Yo, trying to get drugs on a plane post 9-11 is insane. <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I, I listened to this song the most of all of them because I really yeah. I was like, I'm trying to understand the story that he's telling. Yeah. Who the fuck does that? Yeah, um, I really enjoy it. Joel Santana, ladies and gentlemen. He oh, tried yeah, to take a gun true. on the plane, but that neither here nor there. Yeah. Um Bodie's one of those artists that when he raps, I like to read it as he's rapping. So mm-hmm. like on Apple Music, obviously it has the feature. Of you being able to just read. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll put, I'll literally, if I'm not doing anything and I'm just close for time, I'll put my phone there and I'll just read what he's saying as I'm listening. And it's, like, an amazing experience. It does, like, wonders for his storytelling ability, too. So, right. I would encourage anybody to, like, really listen to it that way. Okay. Because this shit, this shit is madness, like you said. Mm. <laughs> what a fucking thought! It sounds like a fucking movie. Like, yeah, it like does. He, he each song could be like a short story movie or something like that. Yeah. Like where just chaos is going on. And then I think that takes us into my favorite track on this album, which is "Illegal Search and Seizure." Right. Um, speaking of movie, it has like it. It it's like the fucking instrumental is like crying because it's mm-hmm. like this like this disloyalty that that Bodie experienced. Like he's yeah. talking about his man's that like you know switch sides and like kind of told and. Um, kinda. Well, <laughs> told. not kinda. I'm told, you know, that nigga sang, you know. Um, and it's just incredible. Like the out production is great for the backdrop of this story. It's incredible. Like it this is like some shit that would have been like in fucking Scarface or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um I I I hope that he gets into like screenwriting soon if he's not already. Mm-hmm. Um really impressive and I was really kinda like like I said, like pleasantly surprised, and like it's not that like on the T and China, like he was rapping about like other shit. It's just that like there was no enthusiasm. Like it didn't seem like he was happy to be there. Like, and I'm not saying like happy, like Buster Rhymes yelling, but like you could tell like he like he definitely like got it went into this project with like a uh, direction and like he had a, a mission. Like he had something that he wanted to like put forward, and I really think that he got that done. I think so too, and um. That's followed up by this is followed up by fake flowers, which features mm-hmm. currency and Gibbs. Um, I love how I love how currency is wedged in between these two big coke rappers, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like 
he just sticks to what he knows. You right. know, he sticks he sticks to his weed raps and he's just kind of in the middle. But also in that same vein, I think this song was supposed to be on um on Fetty. Okay. Uh um Currency and, and mm-hmm. Gibbs' project. Right. Yeah. I think this is where that was from, but they kind of just held on to it. But either way, like it's a great fucking song. And it's refreshing to hear Gibbs on this. Also, like Bo is holding his own with like some of the best lyricists, period. Like mm-hmm. these are lyrical miracle motherfuckers that he's holding his own with and like doing this thing. And you know, coming into it kind of like Green only having like a small lab, mental library of his raps and then hearing him hold his own with other rappers, it, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes you like respect him even more because it's just like, yo, like these dudes are like giants in rap and he's doing his thing. So I yeah. think that's also and impressive. I, I like that uh, Gibbs is kind of the one that brought some type of humor to this project. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he said lines like, uh, Michael Jackson ain't daddy live in my guest house. Um, I thought that was funny because they're both from Indiana. No, so what's up? There's a part. Okay, I forgot the bar that leads into it, but it's like something about kids, and then Gibbs comes in like fuck them kids. Yeah, that's how he he starts his shit. Yeah, he comes in and says fuck them kids. Um, so yeah, so Gibbs Gibbs is good for that. Like he brought some type of humor to it, kind of lighten the mood. But then we get into third person. This beat is fucking epic. Yeah, it's epic. The guitar riffs are fucking dope. Mm -hmm. I, I listened to this one and I was just like, yo, I'm definitely using this this in, like instrumental for like one of the promos. Yeah, it's like a um it's like an end credit roll. It's like an yeah. end scene um to the to the song. I mean to the album, even though there's two other tracks mm-hmm. to officially end the album, but I guess maybe this song actually should have ended this album. When yeah. I look at it. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. But it's incredible. Storytelling is phenomenal. Um First 48 Freestyle follows it up. First 48 Freestyle, right? I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this nigga's nice. Like he's he's a good rapper, guys. He can rap and he can paint pictures like no other. And I don't know if you watch the TV show First 48. I used to, yeah. I used to be hooked yeah, on that it's just, show. It's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just something where I'm like, okay, like this guy, like I like, I like to know that my rappers... Um, like watch television or like read and like they use those references into their lyrics mm-hmm. or into their words like somehow some way like it, it just because it, it makes me it makes me feel like they're human like me yeah especially if it's some shit that i watch too i love that mm-hmm. um so first 48 is followed by the closer which is drug zone and was oddly enough the first single from this project right uh, the closer I thought was dope i mean obviously it's the closer of the project right mm-hmm. and i was just like all right damn he fucked up with the placement of of, of this shit. I, I get it. It's called the closer, so mm-hmm. why would this not be the last track? But it's not the track. It's not how the album should have ended. Yeah. Um. No, I get that. Um. I don't know. I think overall, you know, drug zone. Drug zone is in the pocket of being the proper closer for this project. But I think after hearing third person, it kind of swayed me. Um. I think that should have been the one that mm. that closed it off. But this project, I will say. Even though it's very niche in the sense that it's coke rap, um, it's my favorite genre. This is this this is different though because it's different stories, so it keeps you engaged. Yeah, you know, even right? Though, He's not telling his only his story. He's yeah. telling like from perspectives, and for me, like I'm a huge fan of like action flicks, gangster flicks, mob movies. So for me, 
hearing this in rap form is just dope because I'm able to listen to it and paint the picture in my mind of how I want things to look. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely like great. Yeah. And I really enjoy it. So like that's like what really draws me in. And that's probably like why like I like Pusha T so much. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I like my action movies. I like shit to be blown up. I like shit exaggerated. Vin Diesel. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Fast and Furious franchise. Come on. Like you don't get no better than that guys. Like I like that shit. You know, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. Steven fucking Seagal even. You know what I'm saying? I wanna see some shit that I know these motherfuckers ain't really doing. I get that. And good. I get that. But with Boldy, I feel like he really doing it. Oh, absolutely. He's recalling the <laughs> stories, but I'm just saying, like, you know, a lot of some of these shits are like based off of certain stories and shit, but it's dope. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're at the closer of this album. Um I can easily give this a four and a half out of five. I think um it's a very unique project in the sense that uh is weaved together very well. Mm -hmm. Alchemist and Boldy really only capitalized off the strengths that they have as like being a tandem. Um, I would love to see what they do next. I think they only getting better from here together. Um, I think Boldy really draws you in with his voice and his stories. And I think Alchemist really plays into that with his production. I give it a four and a half as well. Um, like I said, I was really impressed with this project from the lyrics to his style of storytelling um to the production of course to the features to um me going back seeing like what the rollout was like seeing what the album cover looks like seeing making sure that like it connects like what he named the project was like it's not it wasn't too like far like it wasn't too over my head mm -hmm. like where i could like catch on and get it and then like understand like what he's doing so like all of that like it just worked out my only issue is just that like the placement of some of the songs kind of take away from it being like a perfect project. But I'm pretty sure like that down the line, I'll probably be able to like maybe appreciate it even more than I already do right now. Yeah. And um, yes, like I just think that this is, this is obviously his best like work, like his best effort. Yeah, I think so, so too. And, um, but that's not to, that's not to downplay his other shit. I think this is, this is the one though. This is yeah. the one for him. This is the that one. That people are going to reference. Um, up until this point of like really, really re-listening to this project, I think my favorite one from him was Versace Tape. I love Versace Tape. But when I listen to this more and more, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, the way this shit is put together is special. So, like, um, Versace Tape is still up there, but I think this kind of just overtook it. Yeah. Shout out to Ryan. Ryan is going to be very happy to hear that because we talk about this all the fucking time. <laughs> He's always, he's always like, yo, nah, Bo Jackson is the one, bro. Bo Jackson's the one. Yeah. Bo Jackson is the one. I can attest. Ryan is very Ryan is gonna be very happy to know yeah, that I, I I've, I've listened to this and, and he's gonna be very happy to know that like I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, so we've reached the closing. I do um I am very much telling you guys to go listen to this project. Um and if you don't listen to his whole discography, which is still growing, um, at least check out Bo Jackson. It's incredible. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Torian B. We out of here, y'all. Catch you next time. Peace. These are their stories. Dun, dun.